With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Profiler faithful to Maddie Keywoman, welcome to the latest episode of The Game Plan. Today, today's show, it's all about letting go. It's all about letting go of some of these rookies that we've been holding on to so tightly. Uh, these rookies that we've grown to love throughout the draft process, the rookie process, our draft process, all this good stuff. But it's time to let it go because if you have a championship, in your sights you're beaming in looking out for a championship run it's okay to let some of these rookies go and i'm here today to talk about some of those of course we're also going to go diving deep into the bargain bin because we got to get those wins it's week nine ladies and gents it's do or die time we are fighting for those playoff spots we are fighting for those first round buys we are getting ready to just throw haymakers from now until the end of the season to try to get some wins so ladies gentlemen children of all ages all of the planners tuning in today for a solo epo you know last year it was all about me going solo this new year i've had some guests on i've loved it guess we'll be back but today it is a solo epi, and I have to get it out. I love solos because I can just rant and rave like I'm doing literally right now. So my planners, my friends, get out your pens and your pads, and let's start game planning to get those week nine dubs. Seeing Rob in the chat, Albert in the chat, Chef in the chat, Ruckus in the chat, the producer extraordinaire, Jonathan Lang in the chat, Rise and Grind, Smash, Lord, like by people, yeah. Let's do it. Albert S. is in the chat. Shout out to you. Is any word on Kyler playing? It looks like he's not. All signs are pointing to Clayton Toon getting the nod. Uh, They're not going to rush Kyler back. Uh, But I do think if you roster Kyler in Dynasty and you've held on, I would continue to do so. The signs are pointing towards the Cardinals, using him not only this year but beyond this year. I don't think they're going to move on even if they have a high draft pick. So if you are a Kyler person, make sure you stick to it. All right. Let's get into the first topic today, shall we? Um, it's about letting go. You know, we're gonna get deep here. We're gonna get into our psyches here. We're gonna talk about the art, the philosophy, whatever you want to call it. Maybe we can get into a little bit of the weeds. If you're in the chat, leave a question about these players. I'll answer it for you. Uh, but it's about letting go. And I'll start by telling a little story, a little personal story. So the other day, I'm hanging out with the kids and, and my girls. They wanted to watch Frozen. You know, if you're a parent, you've seen this movie a gajillion times. So Frozen one, not two. Frozen one. I think I'm a Frozen 1 guy. Uh, if I had to pick between 1 and 2, I think I like the first movie better. Although my favorite song of the two uh, movies comes in the second movie. Uh, Lost in the Woods, Kristoff, uh, Power Ballad, Extraordinaire. Love it. Love that song. It's my favorite song. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're watching Frozen. And uh, Elsa is one of the characters. She goes, you know, she's out in the woods. Uh, she builds this big ice palace blah 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 she she's out there her sister finds her she sings this big song let it go and in the songs you know she says let it go can't hold me back anymore let it go you know i'm gonna run away slam the door and she doesn't care what people say uh the cold never bothered her anyway and basically this made me think of something this is bing something dawn in my head because i was going through this myself it's time folks to let go of some of these rookies uh and this goes for redraft dynasty doesn't matter 
this rings true. If you are looking to win yourself a championship, if you're looking to get uh, uh, get the chips with the dip here in 2023, it's time to start letting go of some of these rookies. Um, some of my favorites. Um, of course, let's just get this out of the way. Bijan, Gibbs, uh, JSN, Addison, Laporta, Kincaid, Stroud, those probably Levis now, I'd even say, maybe even Levis. Uh, those are the guys, they're, they're going to help us win now. Those aren't the guys I'm going to be talking about today because those are the guys, yeah, you could get a whole lot for them, but that's not what we're looking to do here. We're looking to take a bunch of our rookies or rookies plus picks or whatever you and then combine that to get some win now pieces. So those are the guys, the high-end talent. Those are the guys you're not necessarily looking to sell, but I'm talking about the other guys. And it pains me to say this. I'm talking about the Roshan Johnsons, the Kendra Millers, Tank Dells, Michael Wilsons, Marvin Mims. Michael Mayers, Bryce Youngs, it's time to let go. And the philosophy behind this is, yes, they. Uh, I'm not saying they're busts. I'm not saying that these rookies will never do anything in the NFL. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is uh, Roshan now is in a situation. So let's just go through some of these players, highlight a few of them, and I can help you potentially get, 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 get on the same page as me because sometimes it's this perception, this um, – unwillingness to let these guys go and you may you may have some uh go go look at your sleep app right now go look at, at some of those sleep app stuff and, and i bet you you'll see some trades in which you declined uh that you wish you could have back because at the time there's more hope but we're going to go through some of these players talk about why they're selves maybe talk about some trade targets uh so on and so forth my man ruckus in the chat said he dropped michael wilson for a dst now that might be a shallow league and shallow league decision but i did also trade michael wilson i do agree that his value is low but in dynasty uh you know he's on pace for over 800 receiving yards he's in it for a pretty good rookie campaign uh, i do think his value is still holding true in our deeper dynasty leagues but let's start with roshan i love roshan Roshan's a favorite here at Player Profile. Roshan's a favorite of mine. Um, he went to a situation that I really liked, but sometimes the fantasy ball does not bounce in the direction of the players that we favor. Um, and unfortunately, this may be the case for Roshan Johnson. So what Roshan found himself in was a, a, a split backfield right from the get-go. Uh, week one, it was him and Herbert against the Packers. In garbage time, he shined. Finished with over 15 fantasy points, um, had a bunch of receptions, scored a touchdown. But if you remember, you know, we were all excited about the fantasy output. But if you remember that game, it was ugly. Uh, it was kind of ugly. They, you know, it took him two chances to get in the end zone. There was a handful of dump offs. And again, this is not an indictment on his talent. I still believe in Roshan Johnson's talent. I do think he'll have a chance to perform in the NFL. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Matter of fact, I would go on a limb and say it's not going to happen consistently for him this year. So week one, he has a good game. Weeks two and three, he's under seven fantasy points, but he looks okay. But again, he's getting outshined by Caleb uh, uh, Khalil Herbert. And it's just, it's not working for him. It's not firing on all cylinders. And then let's get to that week five game, Thursday Night Football, where Khalil Herbert gets hurt and he unfortunately gets a concussion. Uh, Khalil Herbert goes to the IR. He misses the next two games. And in those two games, Deontay Foreman proves his worth. To the franchise, scores three touchdowns uh, in week seven. Uh, was handling the rock and about sixty rushing yards, I believe, in week six. Uh, so then, when Roshan came back last week, week eight, it was again a split backfield. Um, although, not only was it a split two ways, it was split three ways. Darrington Evans gets the touchdown. Darrington Evan, Evans leads the backfield in fantasy points because he gets that touchdown. And when you factor all this in for Roshan Johnson. Um, he's in going, he's going to be in a three headed monster, no matter what he's going to need injuries across the running back room to become the guy. Um, even in week eight, getting the, you know, uh, the three, the three way backfield, let's call it. He did run 11 routes, got four targets on only 11 routes. He turned that into three catches for 31 total yards. He had six carries, uh, but only 6.1 fantasy points. Again, that's not reliable if you're trying to win a championship and that's why you need to let go. Of Roshan Johnson. I don't see this 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 situation getting more favorable. Yeah, of course, injury is going to happen. Of course, he could score a touchdown. But that Darrington Evans touchdowns, what that told me is that's Khalil Herbert's role. The outside sweep, that's going to go to the guy who's, who has a little bit more straight line speed. That's Khalil Herbert. That's not Roshan Johnson. Deontay Foreman's not going to go away. Um, he's kind of, uh, you know, he's just going to be in a committee. 
And I think that the, the I think that the community still believes in Roshan Johnson um, to an extent. If you look at his value on keep trade cut, it's been pretty flat. He's a 21st ranked rookie right now, uh, but his value hasn't really tanked. It, it spiked a little bit in early September, but it looks like he's kind of where he always started, which tells me that there's going to be some buyers for Roshan Johnson. I know I I roster Roshan in a lot of places everywhere. I roster him all over the place, and I have interest amongst my league mates, and I am now looking to to sell Roshan Johnson. Some of the targets I'm gonna I've been using uh, or trying to use him to go after Javante Williams. Uh, as we see his snap share, his usage go up. Uh, coming out of the buy, I would love to move Roshan for Javante Williams to win now. I've tried, you know, using him in a package to to go after. You know, it was Jameer Gibbs, but this is before last week. This is before the big, the two big games, but that window showed. But like an Aaron Jones is a player that comes to mind as he gets more healthy. He's going to be uh, in a role that is very advantageous for us fantasy gamers going forward. That's a player that I'm looking to target. A Rashad White. Rashad White, there's a lot of staleness around him because. What we're learning is he's James White. He's not Rashad White. He's James White. He can't run the football, but the dude can catch, and we love that in our PPR formats. Uh, so, yeah, Roshan, uh, it's time to say uh, – time to let him go. Not drop him, but trade him. It's okay to trade him. And this is also a dynasty take. If you're playing dynasty, you're saying, I want you, – you said you still believe him. Yeah, I, I believe in a lot of players that I've traded away. I've traded away a lot of talented players, and I'm sure you have as well because that's the name of the game. That's what we do here in fantasy. We have to make moves with better players. Uh, we can't just trade our crap and turn it into jewelry. That's just not how it works in fantasy football. So even long-term, you might be saying, dang, I wish I had Roshan, but I think this year is the perfect time to sell Roshan Johnson uh, to try to get you a win-now piece because I do think the market value is still there. The next guy I'll touch upon a little bit more briefly is Kendra Miller, uh, and he's just kind of in the same boat as Roshan. I just don't think he has that uh, value. Uh, I don't think he's his value is maintained as strongly or as steadily as Roshan's because there's still more hope in Roshan because he's not sharing a backfield with Alvin Kamara, who has become the, uh, you know, the de facto Devontae Adams of this offense to Derek Carr. Um, he's just getting checkdowns over and over. So Kendra Miller, you know, he's going to be overshadowed by uh, Alvin Kamara. We saw Alvin Kamara miss three games. We saw Jamal Williams miss games, and we have yet to use Kendra Miller this season. Um, again, I'm not saying it'll never happen for the kid. I love his talent profile, but he's a guy now. He's ranked on Q trade cut as the 25th ranked rookie. Um, his value is not going to be as strong as a Roshan Johnson, in my opinion, in most uh, leagues. But it's again, you package these players and you make runs. You go out and you try to acquire win now players. Um, some guys that you know you could trade Kendra Miller for. You're probably looking about uh, you know a little bit lesser down the list, a little bit less impactful players. But I still think you can make a, a move for Ramondre Stevenson here using Kendra Miller. Uh, and I don't love Ramondre, but he is getting um, you know the work that we like in fantasy. He is going to be uh, one of the leaders in that backfield throughout the rest of the season. He's still uh, going to get uh, a bunch of. Um, receptions especially now with no Kendrick Bourne who is their best playmaker uh and he's out for the season so uh that would be uh, Ramondre I think is kind of can be I think he's a player that could be in your sights um here's a wild one and maybe I'll catch some flack for this but if I have Kendra Miller and this is in dynasty and I'm looking to win now I would sell Kendra Miller for Leonard Fournette let the bullets fly people it's okay but I think Leonard Fournette in this offense he looks in shape he looks ready to rock and uh, I talked about this uh, on the hurdle with Cody Carpentier Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. I believe this was the Tuesday episode. We were talking about Leonard Fournette. We both see a situation where if he comes out hot, they're not going to push him aside. They brought in Lombardi Lenny to give them that more veteran presence. I know James Cook's been playing well, and his role, his role won't dissipate completely. But if Leonard Fournette comes in, gives them the the – the push that they need both kind of being able to, to dress up their play calling. Cause when you see James cook on the field, you, you know, you can kind of tackle him easy. So you don't really need to stack the box. You can kind of play him back and, and then maybe get him a, to dump the ball off. His efficiencies have kind of gone down as the season's worn on, which is, you know, one of the, the, the unfortunate factors of being an undersized back. Leonard Fournette gives this kind of three purpose or, or three down purpose skill set. And I think if he does well with that, and you know he's got the the confidence in, J in Josh Allen, and the offense is working well, I do think there's a situation where that Leonard Fournette 
could be a, a real difference maker down the stretch. So Kendra Mill for Lamar for Leonard Fournette, uh, it doesn't sound great. Like, you know, a few months ago, we've been like, bleh, bleh, bleh. now I think that's a win now strategy. Tank Dell and Michael Wilson, I'm going to lump these two together. I actually just traded these two in a package um, in my home league uh, where I got Cortland Sutton, uh, Chuba Hubbard, because I already had Miles Sanders, and Devin Singletary. Now this trade's looking like a smash now that Chuba's been given the confidence of the coach. Devin Singletary is going to be the lead back this week, so it will present a, a flip situation, a, a buy low, sell high for your boy, but that's neither here nor there. This is to talk about in a more broader scope. Michael Wilson is going to be dealing with a lot of, let's just call it, downs coming up you know we talked about kyler earlier uh he's not back this week clayton tune what is that gonna look like uh he worked with josh dobbs it was fine michael wilson's putting together a good season tank dell you know flash two games a week two and three he looked really really good with cj stroud but the problem is neither of these guys will be the alpha in their lineup this year They'll, they will not be the most targeted volume getters in their pass catching offense. Uh, Tank Dell has to worry about Nico Collins and uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Robert Woods, they, you know, he's been hurt when he comes back. He just kind of fogs it up a little bit more. And Michael Wilson is dealing with uh, Hollywood Brown, who's having a pretty good season. And now, on top of that, Trey McBride. Trey McBride, you know him? The guy who had 100 targets, had a, an 82% target share last week. Yeah, Trey McBride. He's in, and they're going to use Trey McBride going forward. Leaves Michael Wilson to be that kind of downfield, go get him type of role, which is good, but it's not the role that you're trying to secure when you're winning a championship. Because part of, in my opinion, and we'll get into this real quick, part of my uh, philosophy for putting together a championship team is incrementally getting better on the margins. Because if you're good, you have a few studs. And my, my, I believe that in your standard, say, start 10 league, uh, I believe you need three. You need three difference makers. You need a franchise player, someone who week in and week out puts you in an, an upper echelon of scoring output in comparison to your league, and then two other ancillary players that are similar, maybe not your franchise guy. Maybe you could be, you know, there are leagues that have Justin Jefferson and J Jamar Chase and uh, B. John Robinson. They've done their They've been dynasty, you know, dynasty bulking up for years, and they have that. But I'm talking about, you know, the more broader scope here. You want those three that keep you elevated, but then you want to incrementally get better. Just get a little better on your flex. Keep getting better on your flex. If you play in a dinosaur league, dinosaur leagues are the leagues that have kickers and defenses. I'm in a number of those. If you're in a dinosaur league, you know, trading for a defense, go get the, uh, one of the best defenses. Go get. Harrison Buckner, go one of these best kickers out there. I know it sounds gross, but at the end of the day, you're trying to win on these margins. You're trying to push up that scoring output. If you play on uh, pretty much any platform, they give you that projection going into your week. I know it's not foolproof, but let's face it. You, me, everybody else, we love seeing that number look higher than everyone else's. And when you're going to win a championship, when you're pushing to win a championship, these roles become more and more important. So if you have a tank down and he's not your backup receiver because you have a, call it, uh, Cortland Sutton that you put in during the buys or just, you know, a higher floor player. Now's the time to move on from tank. Dale. Now's the time to move on from Michael Wilson, because these players can get you wins on the margin. They can get you better. So that weekly projection goes up, which is exactly what we need when we're talking championship runs. People, we want to both are up that off. We do not want to sit here and hope, uh, you know, and just sit back and try to gather hopes and wishes. We want to get those fantasy points. We want to bulk up this team, and these are the time. This is the time to trade these players away. Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer, uh, I thought was going to start potentially breaking out. Might be a little bit strong term, but I thought we were going to see him kind of jump up at least into that tight end muck where he's going to be good. He's obviously going to be bad, but he's going to be better than than bad more often than not. But these last two weeks, 3.3 fantasy points, 2.9 fantasy points. Um, he has seen, he saw six targets in week six, which we like, but then we saw six targets in the following two weeks combined. Um, no red zone targets over each of the last two weeks. Um, it just doesn't seem like they're going to utilize him um, to the extent. And now with the new coaching change, you have to imagine Antonio Pierce is going to game plan around Myers and, and Adams. If he's going to keep this job and he's going to keep this team uh, feeling confident, he's got to make the two receivers who definitely weren't happy after uh, last week's game, he's got to have to make those guys. Uh, he's going to appease those guys. Plus, he's still got a workhorse running back in Josh Jacobs. 
I do think this team plays a little bit better. I think that's good for our fantasy uh, uh, squads because at the end of the day, Aiden O'Connell is not a massive downgrade from Jimmy G at this point in Jimmy G's career. Uh, so I think that the the hyper-focus on Adams, the hyper-focus uh, on Myers, and then, of course, the running game is going to leave Michael Mayer out, in the, out in, on the outside looking in. And Michael Mayer right now, you know, he's a top 20 rookie, uh, keep trade cut. A lot of people are uh, high on him long term. I like Kincaid. I like uh, Michael Meyer long term. But the fact of the matter is Laporta, Kincaid, they're giving you output now. Michael Porter is, I mean, Michael Porter, I put two guys together. That's a basketball player. Sometimes sports, I just have so many sports in my mind all the time. I love sports. I love all different sports. Players just sneak in and they they eat, they eat out of my mouth. Like what just happened? I took Michael Mayer and Sam Laporta and made Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. from the Denver Nuggets. But Michael Mayer can be moved now. Michael Mayer can be moved for a player um, that's going to help you win now. And again, this might be something that makes you feel a little nervous later on, but Right now, we're looking to win right now. And the player that I'd be looking to move him for is Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, is that sounds gross, but Dalton Schultz is a top three tight end for player profiler this week. Uh, Dalton Schultz has been getting more and more of a uh, a piece of the pie from C.J. Stroud. We like C.J. Stroud. Um, another player that I would be talking is a Cole Komet. Trey McBride, if possible. Jake Ferguson plus. I think all of these are on the table, and I think that these floors are more set in stone than uh, a guy like Michael Mayer. And um, let's just say, but there there are the swing for the, the Grand Slam type of situations. No doubt about that, ladies and gents. There are these leagues, and some of you listening are maybe a part of this, where you feel like a TJ Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey, or Mark Andrews is gettable. Now, are you taking um, Mayer and flipping him straight up for those guys? Absolutely not. But Mayer is that type of piece you can build a deal around. You know, he's a second-round tight end. He was one of the most highly taught, sought-after tight end prospects in recent years uh, in terms of uh, the overall. I mean, the class is just looking so good. So in hindsight, this seems like a crazy take. But going into the draft process, Michael Mayer was regarded as the number one prospect at the tight end position. So that has not dissipated. That has not gone away. The community has not forgotten that this guy can ball out. And, you know, just a few weeks, week six, uh, reminded us of his um, his ceiling. And even in week eight, I know the volume wasn't there, but that catch that he made going towards the sideline was a very strong catch. Very cut the ball at the high point. Um, he's a good player. So I do think that this is a time now. It's time to let him go. It's time to move on. The last guy that I'm going to talk about is Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young, number one overall pick, uh, super talented quarterback. Uh, got his first win. Congratulations to the to him in the uh, Carolina Panthers. Got their first win last week. But the fact of the matter is we are now uh, deep into the regular season for our fantasy leagues, and he's QB 27 overall. Um, he's scoring only 13 points a game, and there's really no light at the end of the tunnel. The win last week was an ugly one. Uh, he only scored 14.5 fantasy points. He threw for one touchdown, 235 yards, only 191 air yards. Um, he is accurate, though. Uh, he is accurate, and uh, I, I'm going to touch upon Bryce Young here in a little bit in terms of the bargain bin, so a little stick, stay tuned for that. Uh, but overall, through the, the, the course of the rest of the season, um, this is a dynasty play. This is a super flex dynasty play. Uh, I'm okay letting go of Bryce Young. You can – you it, again, it's going to make you think to yourself, ah, I don't I don't know. I don't, he's in one overall pick. I get it. But there, you might be able to take Bryce Young uh, – and go for someone like a Dak Prescott. Uh, a week ago, I would have said go after Kirk Cousins, but that's not it's not going to happen anymore. He's done for the season, guys. Um, ah, that's all right. Get it together. But Geno Smith has some favorable matchups down the stretch. Uh, you could get him plus Sam Howell. You could get him, who's playing like a good fantasy producer right now. So the the, the that's pretty much going to wrap it up. This is it. Letting go. It's time to let it go. Let it go. Sorry, I didn't mean to get in it again. Disney always on the head, chaos in the head, no guests. So I'm just going crazy. Uh, but guys like Roshan, Kendra, Tank Dell, Michael Wilson, Michael Mayer, uh, Bryce Young, these are the guys that we want to hold on to. But if you're looking at your roster and you're seeing a championship contender, you're seeing a team that can win in 2023, you got to do right by the boys. You got to do right by your boys. You got to win now. You got to do what is best. Listen, there is some luck to fantasy football. I know that. But you know what else is part of fantasy football? The vibes. The vibes. 
You know, getting the team to believe in you. Winning starts at the top in professional sports. It also starts at the top of our fantasy leagues. I know they don't know me. I know Travis Kelsey is not my boy, but he's on my team, and I'm going to do right by him trying to get him a championship. So I'm going to take these pieces. I'm going to take my tank bells. I'm going to take my Roshans, and I'm going to try to get some win-now pieces so that I can hoist that damn trophy at the end of this whole thing, make all of this craziness, all of this hustle, this grind worth it. So, ladies and gents, I'm hoping you heard my message here today. It's okay to let it go. Now, I hope you stick around because we are going to dive into the bargain bin, get you some sleeper players that can help you win in week nine. But before we do that, let's hear from Battle. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Betel. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Betel platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Betel is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit $20, you get $50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Maddie Kuhn here. The game plan. Before we dive into the bargain, let's answer some of the questions in the chat. Uh, Ruckus has asked me to grade the trade. It's DJ Moore. It's Gus Bus for McLaurin and Javante in 10 team. Uh, I would give this so he's getting McLaurin and Javante. I think Javante is an upgrade from Gus Bus. Uh, McLaurin's pretty close. I'm going to give this a B minus. B minus. Uh, I think it's a lot of uh, get running in the same place in terms of your receiver, but the incremental upgrade at a position that's so sought after in fantasy makes a whole lot of sense. Chef's asking, is Will Levis a hold? Yes, he is. Um, in your one QB formats, if you can move him for uh, uh, to bolster up another position, I would do that. But in Superflex, absolutely a hold. I know he did not wow anybody when it comes to uh, the fantasy output this past week. Uh, but, man, he made some throws that truly just sucked. They sucked the, the, the air out of the stadium. They are like, whoa throws they're big throws and i'm not gonna sit here and say he's the next patrick mahomes i am not gonna say that because i i just i'm not in the business of blowing smoke up anyone's skirt but I, what i will say here let's remember patrick mahomes rookie season didn't play alex smith quarterback kansas city chiefs all year long week 17 last game of the year patrick mahomes gets the nod he was pretty good not bad it wasn't the, the it wasn't like oh my god he's here no but he did make a throw over the middle of the field that was like oh did you guys see that it was, the, it was a throw that you'd be at the water cool the next day in the office and be like, did you see that kid from Texas Tech, that with Mahomes? You know, his dad played in big leagues. He, that guy, did you see that throw he made? That was a that was a good throw. And Will Levis now has started two weeks, and he has made two – he's made a number of throws that make you go, wow, um, that's, that's, something to be, that's something to behold. And I think that now what the Titans have to do is – they need to get him some weapons, sure up that offensive line over the next handful of years because I do think that they have something here uh, when it comes to their quarterback. So, uh, yeah, uh, he's a hold. Long way to say he's a hold. Uh, Roshan and Jeff Wilson, apples and apples with A-Chain coming back. Yeah, I, it, 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 I'm not trading Roshan for Jeff Wilson because I think that they're kind of the same situation. Uh, they're both going to be in uh, you know 
shares committees with other players where Roshan is probably the most talented of the bunch. Uh, Jeff Wilson is not. So I'm going to keep Roshan in that, in that regard. So I don't think that they're apples to apples per se, uh, but their situations are tough enough uh, or, or similar enough to make the comparison. Should I target Kamara? I wanted to sell Miller too. Sure. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Chef, that's a great strategy uh, when it comes to letting go some of these rookies like Kendra or Roshan. If you can take them and sell them to the team that has uh, Khalil Herbert or has Alvin Kamara, you might be able to get a little bit more, but I would not I would not make that my only strategy. I would not be the only uh, – I wouldn't put all my eggs in that type of basket because um, – yeah, it's not it's not exactly how I wanted to go. Yeah, he's holding Snoopy. What up, Snoopy's holding on to Billy Jeans. Billy Jeans, what is, what is this reference? Two guys in my league made that his nickname. Billy, is that something that he says or I don't know? So someone's someone explain to me with the Billy Jeans thing because now I've seen it uh, enough of uh, I've seen that enough here. I've seen that enough. Uh, Jonathan Link, the producer extraordinaire. Everyone, be sure to smash that like button and subscribe for more content. <laughs> Listen to the man. He's very, very smart. Listen to the man. All right, let's dive on into the bargain bin. We're going to start at quarterback. If you're new to the show, first and foremost, thank you so much for tapping in. But the bargain bin is a we're going quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. We are going, these are players who are rostered under 50% in sleeper or ESPN formats. If you play Yahoo, if you play CBS, uh, it's pretty much probably, I don't know the exact roster ship percentages, but. Uh, it's going to be in the same ballpark. You should be able to add them in a lot of those contests. So let's get into quarterback. It's Bryce Young. I know he's a, I just said, talked about letting go, but in your one QB, you know, if you formats where you need a quarterback this week, uh, maybe you're Trevor Lawrence guy or Jared Goff guy, and you need to pick somebody up. I think Bryce Young is the way to go in the bargain bin this week. Um, he's only rostered in 14.2% of ESPN leagues, 28% on sleeper. He's QB 14 in the player profile ranks this week for week nine. Um, the matchup, uh, it's it's it, it, Vegas projects it to be a pretty decent fantasy matchup. Um, there's an over under of 44 points, which is the third highest on the slate. Uh, and they're home dogs, two and a half point home dogs, which uh, two and a half points isn't a lot. Uh, but I would say that, um, Sorry, I, I just skipped a beat because I saw the explanation of Billy Jeans in the chat, and now my brain's all because it makes sense. But anyway, two-and-a-half-point home dogs suggest that they may be in comeback mode um, or at least going tit-for-tat, pound-for-pound, slugfest-for-slugfest, you know, haymaker-for-haymaker type with the Indianapolis Colts. So I like what Vegas is telling me here when it comes to the matchup. And then when you look at Indianapolis, the middle of the league and pass rush, so he should have some time. Uh, they get the seventh-worst coverage grade on PFF. Uh, they have the seventh most. Pa- they have the seventh most passing yards surrendered in the league, uh, and they're vulnerable against rushing QBs. I know Bryce Young hasn't shown off the legs much um, in 2023, but we've we are all familiar of the prospect. We are all familiar that he can scoot a bit, and that could help out uh, get those fantasy points this week because the Colts are vulnerable to rushing quarterbacks. They've got up the third most yards, and they're tied for first in quarterback rushing touchdowns. Um, so he, he could get you some extra statistics some extra fantasy points in the run game. Uh, and then we look at some of the stats that are encouraging. He hasn't thrown a pick since week five. So he's, you know, he's controlling the football. He's not going to get you those minus points, uh, in those leagues. He's got a 70% or better completion percentage in two of his last four. So the accuracy is starting to come together. That's something we like to see. And his yards per attempt have increased each week over the season. Uh, from week one is 3.8 last week, 7.6. So we're seeing a guy uh, or we're seeing a player whose coaches are letting him air it out more and more and more go downfield. Uh, Thielen's been good for them. Uh, Jonathan Mingo has been sneaky solid uh, for them, but that's another rookie that you could let it go if you need to. Uh, and then another thing that's exciting about Bryce Young is there potentially, there is some potential for positive regression, AKA progression as expected fantasy points is almost four points higher than his fantasy points per game. So uh, what that suggests is he hasn't really had the touchdowns. So maybe that kind of normalizes with a, a big game this week. So that is why Bryce Young is my quarterback bargain bin play of the week. Uh, let's head over to running back. Running back is always a fun one. It's a hard one to hit on because it's there's not a whole lot of wiggle room when it comes to finding these uh, bargain bin players. What's the rule that Scott Connor always says? It's one of my favorite rules in fantasy football. It's uh, if they're on a 53, they're for me. 
and that's running. That's that's it's perfect for running backs because the second guys become the third in line, they're picked up in at least 45% of leagues. So it's tough to find the guys that are widely available that you can use to win in week nine. But the guy I'm going with this week in a pinch, Royce Freeman, uh, they are, the Rams are at green Bay. We have met running back 45, uh, a player profiler this week. Uh, obviously a lot of people are going to be touting Daryl Henderson. Henderson's been the, the lead guy in this backfield. And that makes sense. I get why they would tout a guy like Henderson in a matchup with an you know an advantageous matchup like the Rams have this week for running back, but he's not available, folks. He's not there in the bargain bin, but you know who is Mr. Royce Freeman. Uh, he's rostered in only 22.2% of ESPN leagues, only 25% of sleeper leagues, so this guy is about 75% available across both platforms. They are getting three points on the road, which makes it it's a, kind of a pick em type of game. And it's only a 38.5 over-under. So Vegas is kind of predicting it be a potentially gross game, but a grind them out type of projection, kind of a, a sl- like a slug type of game. And that's going to be good for the running backs on both sides. Uh, Green Bay, they've given up 4.39 fantasy points over league average. That's the fourth highest mark, according to the player profiler metric. And they're tied for fourth with the most, uh, they're tied for fourth for most rushing TDs allowed. Uh, so there is a world where Henderson can kind of get the volume, uh, but Royce Freeman can still find Pater. Royce Freeman can still rip off some good runs here and get enough volume to be usable in your running back two type of role. And some of the stats um, that, that that we're looking at here for Royce Freeman, now remember, uh, it's really a two-game sample size that we're looking at. Kyron Williams was the man. He was on pace to be the fantasy darling of 2023 before his injury. So we really only have those two games to look at when it comes to the statistics of Royce Freeman. But there are some encouraging ones even in there. He's averaging 10.5 carries a game, and he's averaging 8.5 fantasy points. Um, not terrible. It's it, Again, we're looking for um, – what we're looking for here is – we're looking for 10 points. Let's just call a spade a spade. We're looking for 10 points here if we're looking for an RB2. We're looking for that. And um, he's been only a point and a half less than that over the course of the average of the, the, the two games he's played. He's got the 10 and a half carries per game. Now, again, no Stafford, or I shouldn't say no Stafford this week. Stafford is trending towards not playing this week. It seems like it's pretty unlikely that he will play as he comes back from that thumb injury. And even if he does play, He's playing with a bang, like a really bad thumb here. And I don't know your thumb. Look at it. It's kind of important when it comes to throwing the football. Kind of important. So I don't see the air raid attack coming, even with no more Rasheel Douglas uh, on the Packers. Rasheel Douglas is the best cornerback or has been the best cornerback on this Packers team this season. So if, if he was healthy, I would be touting Puka. I'd be touting Cooper Cup. It'd be a be an air raid type of game, but with no Stafford or hurt Stafford, I think there's going to be a lot of running back touches to go around. And Royce Freeman is there in a bunch of situations. Jonathan in the chat, shout out to the producer extraordinaire that they brought up a QB from the practice squad today. Good note. Glad you're here, Jonathan, because that's a, that's again, another indication that Stafford, he ain't going to play this week. So Royce Freeman in a pinch, go ahead and get Royce Freeman uh, uh, in your lineup. Here we go down to wide receiver of the bargain bin. Uh, I went deep here. This is wide receiver 51 on the player profile ranks for week nine. Juan Dale Robinson. The Giants are in Vegas this week. Now, this is not uh, uh, a matchup play. Sometimes when we're going to the bargain bin, we look at two things. It's either a good matchup or there's something else. It's either their, 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 their recent stats that they've put out, their underlying metrics suggest a big game. Uh, this is that. This is not a good matchup. But anyway, he is widely available, only rostered in 6.3% of ESPN leagues, um, 31% of sleeper leagues. So you can add him. The Giants are one and a half road underdogs and the over under of 37 and a half. Not great. I wouldn't think that Vegas is all that excited about their hometown team in terms of output this week. Aiden O'Connell, new head coach. But it can't get much worse than what Jimmy G was doing. And we saw the Raiders. We've seen the Raiders be in games that there was plenty of fantasy points to go around. So that over-under seems a bit low to me. Uh, so maybe hit that under, hit that over. There's another betting tip for uh, you guys out there. I mean, even though you don't come to the game plan for betting tips, but that's what we got. We got a bunch of information. Now, the Vegas Raiders. 
they're middle of the road when it comes to pass rushing and coverage grades. Um, they're not bad, but they're not good. They're right there in the middle of the league. Uh, so they can be taken advantage of when it comes to slot points awarded in the sl- uh, uh, slot fantasy points given away, or how would you say that? The defense gives up about just over league average amount of fantasy points to slot receivers. We just saw Alvin Ross St. Brown score over 18 fantasy points, go over 100 yards against him. Now, I'm not saying Wandale Robinson is is Amon Ross St. Brown, but I'm saying that the, the role produces uh, or, or has the ability to produce. Now, with Daniel Jones, this is what I want to talk about. So it's either a matchup play or it's something else. It's stats over the last couple of games or an injury, a role change, these type of things. With Daniel Jones, okay, so Daniel Jones missed the last two weeks with a neck injury. The three weeks before the injury, he targeted Wandell Robinson six times, six times, eight times. And when he targeted him eight times, he went for 60 yards. He was wide receiver 23 overall in week six. Uh, We've seen his snap share increase over the course of the season. Um, 78.7% in week eight was the high water mark for Wanda Robinson. So I think we're, we're kind of, we're kind of, you know, uh, the two boats they're meeting in the sea here, nose to nose here, starboard, starboard. I don't know anything about boats. I don't even know if those words mean anything for boats, but they're meeting here where we're seeing a guy get on the field more and more. And the guy who targeted him, Daniel Jones is back at the helm. So if he targeted him six times on a 60% snap share, targeted him eight times on a 65% snap share. Could he get 10 targets if he's on the field for 70, 75%, 80% hits the new high water mark? I think so. I think so. And again, no Darren Waller this week. No revenge game for Darren Waller. He is going to miss this week's games with a hamstring injury. Uh, So that's going to, again, give more confidence for Daniel Jones to target his second favorite pass catcher, Wondell Robinson. And it's not like Wanda Robinson's a scrub. His metrics, you know, you pop the hood open, you look under the underlying metrics. They're not, they don't make you go, wow, this dude's a stud. But I will say this, the 2.54 target separation is fifth highest in the league. So in a game where Daniel Robinson's going to be looking for someone because he does not have Darren, Darren Waller, and he sees a guy like Wanda Robinson open, even if it's only for two yards down the field, you know, he's not a high A dot guy. He's not a high yards per route run guy. But if he sees him open in the middle of the field right in front of him, there it is. Boom, doom, 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 doom. We could be in for a good PPR day. Uh, we could see a top 25 finish. We saw it just a couple weeks ago. Um, so Wondell Robinson in a pinch might be the guy for your squad. Gets you that win here in week nine. Now let's move on to the tight end. I say this every single week because it's so important. Tight end is the most important position when we're talking about the bargain bin because so many of us don't have these stud tight ends. I know the landscape is changing the landscape is starting to look more and more solid, especially for our 10 and 12 team leagues where all of us are starting to be able to put together a really you know, you know, a tight end that produces. But we're still not there quite yet, so we're going to have to target the bargain bin. Before I do that, I just want to give a shout-out to the Fantasy Empire. Um, they've been with us here this whole season. Nando and Chris are doing a great job. Check them out here on the Player Profiler Network of Shows, uh, the Fantasy Empire. Great stuff. They're, they're killing it. And I'm so happy to be uh, uh, in, on the same team as that. I mean, I listen. Uh, I'm going to take a little sidebar. Nada Defino used to work over at CBS when I was uh, not a kid. I'm not, like, it was only a handful of years ago. But I remember listening to him for fantasy baseball, fantasy football at CBS. I love this one. And now we're kind of on the same team. It's wild. So make sure you're checking out the Fantasy Empire. Drum roll, please. Here we go. Gerald Everett at New York Jets Monday night football. We got him at tight end 19 here on player profile. Now I will say this. We do have uh, uh, some other options that we have ranked higher uh, in our ranks. Like Trey McBride might still be available. Taysom Hill might still be available. Luke Musgrave. Those guys are still, uh, uh, they're not as available as a uh, Gerald Everett, but uh, I also wanted to dig a little bit deeper here because uh, in some leagues, those percentages, those roster percentages are climbing for those players, especially Bride and Hill, as well as they've played. So I want to go deeper. Uh, Gerald Everett is only rostered in about 30% of both ESPN and Sleeper platforms. Um, the matchup uh, looks like it should be okay. Vegas projects it to be fine. Nothing really overly exciting or bad. Kind of there in the middle, three and a half point road favorites for the Chargers and a 40 point over under, which again is on the upper half of the slate, but again, really towards the middle part 
of the slate. So, uh, but again, uh, uh, something that we want to attack here. And again, this is a matchup thing. Again, we talk about it. Is it a matchup? It's a matchup. Get the, the New York football Jets, the fighting Jets, they've given up the most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. And that's what we're looking for, right? Right. And also, when you look at the uh, player profile of metric to league average, which is one of my favorite to look at for advantageous matchups, uh, the Jets have given up 4.83 fantasy points over league average to opposing tight ends. That means that they're the second most advantageous in that metric. So that's good. And that's because they give up a lot of tight ends. And sometimes when we're streaming tight ends, you want to keep it simple, right? Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, And we're just looking for a tight end to score a touchdown. One touchdown can get you in the top 10. One touchdown can make your day. Um, And Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett's a guy who can score touchdowns. He missed last week, week eight. But the two previous weeks, he scored a touchdown in each of those two contests and finished inside the top 10 because of the touchdown. So he's not allergic to scoring touchdowns. He's part of their game plan when it comes to scoring touchdowns. So Gerald Everett is a guy that can score a touchdown. And they're going against a team that gives a touchdown to tight ends. It feels like a perfect marriage. Now, the Jets will have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed back on the field. They had them last week as well. And I think that that could slow the volume a tad for the receivers for the Chargers, which is going to open up um, a lot more volume to the tight end and the running back. Of course, Eckler is Eckler. He could have 12 targets and no one would bat a dang eye. But as long as six of those go to Everett, and two of them go in the red zone, and one is caught for a touchdown, that is what we're looking for here in the bargain bin. So to summarize it all up for you guys, Bryce Young at quarterback, Royce Freeman at running back, Wandale Robinson at wide receiver, and Gerald Everett at tight end. That is the bargain bin for this week. Now we got a few questions in the chat. I'll hit them up before we get on out of here and, and and you guys can enjoy the rest of your beautiful Saturday. Jonathan Santiago, should I keep holding Pierce or drop him for Pop Douglas or Johan Dotson? My running backs are Monty, Jones, Walker, and Pierce. I think I'd hold Pierce. I don't like Pierce really at all, but Jonathan, I think I'd hold here because Monty's not 100% healthy. Walker's starting to see this weird thing where Charbonnet's getting more touches. Aaron Jones isn't completely healthy. And I think there is a world where you do have to rely on Damian Pierce at some point in the future. Now, Chef gave us the, or should I say Snoopy gave us the answer here for the Billy Jeans. Bill, Will, Levi's, Jeans, Billy Jeans, duh, boom, perfect. Some nicknames are just perfect. Oh, here we go. Dustin Pooley needs one. Uh, He needs a flex of Rice, Mayers, Singletary, or Pop Douglas. Uh, I'm going with – if you need ceiling, if you're going against one of the best scorers in the league, give me Rashi Rice. He's popping in the cup score. Uh, If you're not familiar with that, go over to patreon.com slash the executives and check that out. Uh, But Jacoby Myers, if you need safety, I'm going Jacoby Myers. I think he bounces back in a good way this week. Uh, do we have any more questions before we – okay, here we go. Caleb, Wandale Robinson or Christian Watson? Mm, I can't go Wandale over Christian Watson in half-point PPR. I'm going to go Christian Watson for sure. That seems a little bit – that makes me a little nervous. I, I'd still go Christian Watson, but, uh, again, I love some uh, Wandale Robinson this week. Probably not available Taysom Hill. Yeah, I, I agree, Snoopy. If he was available, I do like him. I mean, the way they're using him is crazy, and his output is bananas. Uh, half point PPR, Puka or Lockett. This was a smash for Puka, but now it seems like it, it might not be as, as big of a smash given the injury to Matthew Stafford, given to what we do. We don't know how, how it's going to go, but I'm still going to go Puka this week. Uh, but if it looks ugly, you might have to make a change. But Daniel, half point PPR, go Puka this week. And then overall, would I start Puka this week? Over most. In, in a league that I do roster him, uh, I think uh, – let me, let me just pull up the old – the old roster here, and I can give you a little bit of personal strategy here that I'm deploying here so you can see what I'm doing. I have Pukunaku in the league, uh, and I'm playing him over uh, – oh, actually, I have to play him because everyone's on by. But, yeah, I'm playing him over over most. Uh, it, where it gets close for me um, is probably if you have him or Nico Collins, I might go Nico. Um, if you have him and Zay Flowers, I'd go Flowers. Puka or Mari Cooper, I'm going to Mari Cooper. But other than that, I'm going to play Puka Nakua this week. Flex, oh, he's got a flex two in PPR. Uh, Daryl Henderson, Devin Singletary, Rashi Rice and Hollywood. For me, in PPR, I'm going to go with Rice and Hollywood. Give me Rice, give me Hollywood. And that is going to be the show. Thank you all so much for tapping in. Um, 
Make sure you are subscribed to the Player Profile YouTube channel if you're not already. Like this video. If you have any lineup co uh, comments, if you have any um, roster questions, trade questions, leave them in the chat or leave them in the comment section here on YouTube, and I will get back to them. Make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're tapping into the Trade Gods, me and Jason Allwine, every other Wednesday. I will be on Starter Stream tomorrow. My man Matt Babbage, love doing a uh, love collabing with, with, with Matt Babbage, head over to TikTok. We got a number of TikTok accounts, play a profiler and profile underscore NFL. You got to be tapped into that. Go to playerprofiler.com to get all of the articles, podcasts, shows, all the good stuff that we're doing here. And if you just can't get enough of your boy, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the executives, me and Cody Carpentier's Patreon, or you can tap into the hurdle Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays here on YouTube, on the player, or on the, the executives of Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Uh, make sure that you're 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 getting yourself ready to win this week because I got I want to see you get them dubs. If you have any questions, again, find me in Discord, find me on X at Matty Kiwoom, find me uh, right here in the comments. So keep game planning, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 